welcome to Hit the Bricks. Everything that's interesting about Guthrie, Oklahoma. We did not get the dress code notice today. This, Mike, you are the, like the most well-dressed guest we've ever had. <laughs> There's, from what I've seen, though, the bar's not set real high. <laughs> we should. I think Hetty with his like running shorts and T-shirt. Yeah. We should have had had like a, a, a pair of those just to offer there's a, you. There's a black T-shirt too, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. you can pretty well guess that he's going to show up in a black T-shirt. Uh huh. And unmatching uh -huh. socks. Yeah. yeah. Were they? Oh yeah, all the time. Hey, he can get away with that. It's just there's a there's a there's an aura about him. Yeah, yeah. I don't have that. <laughs> so I, so I put on a does? suit when school who starts. <laughs> so we're here with Dr. Mike Simpson. Yeah the superintendent of schools for Guthrie Public Schools. Good you're, to number, have you here. you're number seven? Eight. You're number eight. Eight, yeah. Yeah. I forgot to add one. Yeah. That's like a hundred, started this that's a hundred years in superintendent years. <laughs> Average superintendent, 3.2 years in Oklahoma. Oh wow. So, so I've, I've doubled it and I'm building on it. <laughs> You've almost tripled it. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. This, uh, does retirement like work exponentially with superintendents? Like you, do you accumulate like, mul like like dog years in retirement years? I wish. Yeah. I wish we did, yeah. but uh, he's a superintendent, not a judge. And judges yeah. are really good. Take that. How that works? Yeah. 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 Uh, first week of school. What's first, that like? Got one day in our uh, in the rearview mirror. We got uh, in fact a day and a half now. Uh, yesterday was. Uh, probably the f smoothest day we've had since I've been here for the first day. A few little transportation issues, you're always going to have that. Sure. Um, but one of the things that I, you know, we expected last year to be a challenge because of going from grade centers to neighborhood schools. This year was so smooth, and I think one of the reasons is most of the parents knew the procedures to drop their, their mm. kids off because they were going to the same school. Sure. And so we didn't. We had a lot fewer uh, kids that changed buildings, and I think that made it a lot smoother. Oh yeah, so, just knowing what to expect yeah, is yeah. a big deal. And I was a little bit nervous on my first day of school because you have photo day. Families have photos day, <laughs> and so uh, media day. And my family rivals the thunder uh, on that on that part. But it's with the. I have a kid, I guess, and a kid at the high school, and I've been dreading that all summer along that drive because last year was. Uh, junior high, central, back home is easy peasy. Mm. But even the first days of school are chaotic. Mm -hmm. But this, this uh, yesterday, the first day of school, smooth. I mean, there yeah. was a little bit of line, but it was nothing unusual. And that was all my fears were put, put to rest. Even leading up to school, like the first day of school is not the beginning of things. I remember going up you know, to the high school for different practices, mm -hmm. like the, the weeks leading up. Every morning, there are like hundreds of kids up there yeah. with, you know, uh, cross country and football and band and probably five other things that, I'm, that I didn't know about. Softball. But softball. softball. Mm -hmm. There's there are tons of activity happening, you know, in the weeks leading up to school. So. It's uh, it, between the construction we had going on at the high school and all those activities. Uh, you know, we've, we've had construction going on at the high school really since January. A lot of it uh, last spring was up above the roof line in between the old roof and the standing seam roof on the duct work and things like that. But then this summer we we had uh, we had all the work down below. Where I'm getting with this is this was a challenge because we had so many kids that were needing to be in there to do activities and we had to shut the AC down for a short amount of time. 
fortunately the contractors did a great job and we we were back up in no time and then anyone that went to enrollment knows the ac was working full force because we hadn't got it balanced yet so they just turned it on and make sure everybody was comfortable and i think people were looking for uh, jackets and stuff yeah. to, to stay stay warm. And as administrators, school's year-round for you guys, but it seems mm -hmm. like more and more school stuff is year-round because when school's out, you still have child nutrition stuff that you guys yeah. do. Uh, athletics is June, July, August. I mean, it seems like it's a full calendar of school, not in school session, but a lot of stuff outside the classroom. There's no doubt, you know, we, we fed more kids this summer than we've ever fed in the summer feeding program and that's a good thing because yeah. um, you know people have heard me talk before about uh, the things that are a real challenge uh, knowing that kids are not getting fed properly because of conditions at home or whatever that's something that that's that's really hard to to stomach and that and that's why we we try to make sure that we pick up what we can to help with them and, and we uh, we took our took the food out to different parts of town and fed them uh, there went to them mm -hmm. to try and to try and help them you know? mm -hmm. so and the, you know we have it's that's not coming out of our budget that's that's federal money that's reimbursed to us so yep. it's not costing us anything to do that and then we're it's the benefit of the student it's a huge service yeah yeah yeah. When you think about, you know, we've we've interviewed a number of like restaurant owners. When you think about just the, the food service at a school to system the size of Guthrie, it's like you're managing, you know, like a, you know, an entire restaurant group for a lot, a lot of kids. Largest restaurant um, in Logan County. Yeah, by far. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know we have more students than Langston has. And Langston has to obviously they have a cafeteria system too, mm. but uh, yeah, we've got we we churn out more meals than anyone in Logan County. And day. the the days of I remember like going to the cafeteria at school and like whatever they just kind of threw on a plate. <laughs> you're like okay, uh, this, this looks gross. Square pizza it was. was good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Square pizza was good. Now I can say this because I didn't go to school here, but like our our <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer at the bottom. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. So the school that I went to in Kentucky, like the the one thing that they almost always had were these like giant pizza pockets that were abnormally large, uh, but they never got done all the way. So it was kind of like in the middle, it was like pizza dough goo. Dough. And so we only ate like the outer edge of it, and then we just threw the middle of goo away. That was, it's, that it's was really an issue with you. It's right? you carried for a long time, I it, can tell. Yeah. Right? All these developmental <laughs> things didn't happen because of that gooey pizza dough. And he's leaning <laughs> forward, which is even scarier. <laughs> <laughs> That's an emotional sign. I needed to share this for a long time. I waited for you to come here. But there's op like kids get options yeah. in the cafeteria, yeah. which is yeah. incredible. Like I know it's the junior high, different like stations mm -hmm. and different things they can choose from. It's complicated. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's one of the things that we, when we were grade centers in uh, Cotterill, there were too many options because the students were. Uh, pre-k and kindergarten students and they were they couldn't make a decision <laughs> and and also some of them didn't uh, didn't they weren't versed enough to even know how to get the ke ketchup packets out and things like that so but we're we're glad we can make those offerings yeah, yeah. And Chris can help you out on that. that's called remediation uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, but the, but the like yesterday I went uh, I was at Charter Oak when they were feeding uh, the students and they had two choices for the elementary uh, students what I get I get to gauge that because I know if my kids are eating the school lunch mm -hmm. 
and uh, and the way I figure that out is I, I'm no different than anyone else. I put money in that lunch account, and then I don't pay any attention to it, and then <laughs> then I get that phone call, <laughs> and you your account is uh -huh. is, is in a negative balance, and so I've got to go uh, get a check because you know I don't want my kids to be eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yep. So, but now when in fact last spring my daughter i i, I had him pull the records because i'm going i just paid yes and she was she was eating and I, I finally i asked her so she was eating breakfast and lunch both and i said well it must be good uh -huh. and she said yeah she she really enjoyed it so uh obviously they're doing something it good if my kids are going to eat lunch that that often i got one kid who doesn't but i the other kid exactly uh, i just gave you get that from his dad on uh, picky no, with it's his mama it's, oh. story. it's only a quick show uh but yeah i write a 50 dollar check next thing i know mm -hmm. it's like it's like oh, what like parfait they have parfaits at school what, yeah. are, you, what are you eating oh. i'm so fascinated by like the the social dynamic of lunchtime because i don't like my son is in the phase where like you know he just wants to bring his lunch because he can like he doesn't have to wait in line for anything. Mm -hmm. He can just like eat his lunch super fast and then hang out. Yeah. And then this Be year, cool. yeah, exactly. And this this uh, this semester he has ag, so like the, the lunch it had to take a little bit of the lunch time mm -hmm. to to take him over to the high school for ag. So he has even less time just to like chill and be cool. So he's even in a bigger hurry to like, I gotta finish up lunch so I can hang out yeah. before I go over to Ag. Yeah. And yeah, the social dynamic of junior high is, and I, I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> I got a freshman this year, so there you go. It only gets interesting. It's so, everything's so weird. Yeah. Just when you think like, you know, junior high is such a, a small window of time, seventh and eighth grade, but going from like being the new kid Everything's new, seventh grader. Then there's that transition to the beginning of eighth grade where like, I know everything. Mm -hmm. I am the king and queen of this you know, junior high domain. Then reality hits again the next year. Exactly, yes. it started all over again, being like the, the low mm -hmm. person on yeah. the, the list of different hierarchies. And yeah, yeah. being a teenager is a nightmare. It's, uh, it's hard and I, I've watched it throughout my career. I've, I've said before that junior high teachers have that special calling that I never got. I was a high school mm -hmm. teacher, but I, I sometimes I don't know how junior high teachers I do. And, and uh and they but but they are it's a it's a real calling. Yeah. I have one junior high kid. I or at the time one junior high kid. I imagine having ninety or having me that comes to their class, so uh -huh. kindergarten teachers have a special calling too. Yeah, uh, I, I never could fit in that mold, and no. even even with my own kids, it was kind of uh, you know Collins in kindergarten now, and I, I just shake my head and go Kelly, can, can you come help? Because well, junior high, you have like just the the, the emotional changes that yeah. kindergarten kids are just kind of gross sometimes, and you know, I'll go yeah. junior high kids too, RT. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> I was going to transition real quick. You mentioned the uh, air conditioning at the high school. Mm -hmm. That is the last phase of the last, mm -hmm. not this current bomb that we just passed, but the last bomb. Yeah. That's re rewarding the way it all went. I mean, I know yeah. there was a lot of stuff behind doors, but as far as public, it, went, it seemed to go pretty smooth. All of the projects, we were so fortunate. Uh, we, we finished under budget to where we could do more than what we 
had originally thought we were going to do. And with that and, you know, our school district is growing property with our property tax too. And so because of all of that, we had some extra money. And with the building fund and with the uh, uh, bond fund, where we, we were able to do the things we promised the voters we were going to do. And then in addition to that, we got, the, we got to air condition the gyms at the high school. We were able to put down a new track. And uh, uh, then we also did some work at the junior high on the gym. Nice. There. Very new cool. lighting in there. New floor. Uh, sanded yeah, the floor. sanded the floor. You can see the goals. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, for a guy that's an old basketball coach to walk in there, especially when, you know, yeah. a gym shouldn't, it shouldn't be an advantage to be during the day or at night. It should be about the same, but that one was yeah, a, You don't want to be like the difference. Boston Gardens, no. old school, like, you know, <laughs> the ball bounces that direction yeah. or that direction and uh, 95 degrees in there. You know, so we were able to do a lot of that stuff. We, there were some things along the way that we were able to upgrade mm -hmm. uh, in, the, in the how we bid it out. And so we've been very fortunate. And, uh, and I think the, the kids and the teachers are going to benefit from that, but in turn, the community is going to benefit. And, and there was maybe a little bump with, with Charter Oak with the opening and all the stuff that went through, but it's just interesting. You're in Stillwater, they had delay. Yeah. They didn't have the building ready. Yeah. So uh, it, it happens. I always like to say it's not just a Guthrie thing. No. It happens everywhere. No. Whether it's the water, <laughs> whether it's the school, not, it's not a Guthrie thing. There is a, commu like a community Facebook group for every town in Oklahoma yes. where all it occurs is people wondering, well, like, why does the water taste bad? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's every single town. Yeah. Yeah. I try to tell them that, and they tell me I should run for public office. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just telling you it happens. Speaking of, I'm going to drink some Guthrie water uh, right there now. There you go. Yeah. So this, this segment is brought to you is by that, the Public Works Department. Is that why you gave me the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we we were uh, when when you think about the projects that we've done, you know that that heat and air project at the high school that has been on probably five failed bond issues yeah. over the last ten to twelve years and was needed. You know, it was identified as a need a long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and and if you saw the and in, in fact, uh, I think Aaron, you there's a slide in in there that you can put on there where it shows the old and the new. And we did that on several of these projects where we did a before and after a presentation I made to the teachers when we, when we, uh, before we started the school year. And to see where we've come from where we started is, is kind of, uh, really kind of amazing. I feel like it's like Christmas. I'm like putting it off till I have to walk in the gym and actually feel cold air. Yeah. I have, in my entire <laughs> right? life, I, it's never like I'm waiting for that special moment to walk in there and actually feel cold. Except air. when the heat was out. Except when the heat was. <laughs> well, even even in the middle of winter, we broadcast at the top of the. Yeah, gym. that's true. That's and the, true. before the roof was put on about ten years ago, I don't know how long that was. You just opened the back window and you're fine. But when yeah. the roof came on, yeah, there was nowhere. To I think we've got. Yeah. I think we've got things. Yeah, a little better it'll for be, you. It'll be a little. You different. mentioned showing teachers like before and after. Uh -huh. thing. With, uh, I saw I saw you had how many new teachers this year? Uh, We've got we we created uh, eight new teaching positions, and then one administrative intern at Guess. But even since enrollment, we've added a teacher and a half day pre K teacher because of our numbers. Our numbers, uh, at least. Our early numbers are, uh, there's a part of me that's really happy and there's a part of me that's a little bit alarmed mm -hmm. on how we, can, how we can meet the need. 
because uh, you know we added those to make classes smaller and with all of the new students and still not knowing exactly where all they are because we've got we've got secretaries working night and day to input that information in the database but those class sizes may not be as small as what we were wanting because uh, because of the new students and I think that shows something that is uh, something I'm very happy about people are wanting to come to Guthrie and the schools are no longer a reason not to come to Guthrie and quite frankly that's been an issue sure. I mean it, it was an issue that I was aware of uh, before before my family came to, to Guthrie uh, and that's something that the community has decided to address mm -hmm. and in a big way and, and you know our our image is improving and it's uh, I, I still remember the the very first convocation my first year uh, when I Put one of the goals is to engage the community beyond Friday night, mm -hmm. and and this community has, was has always been engaged on Friday night, but to take it past that, and uh, and that's something you know it didn't get that way overnight, and we didn't fix it overnight, but we're going in the right direction. So that's good stuff. The other thing that you that you have brought, especially through the bonds, is you got rid of Guthrie proper and Sutherland County these people those people that side of town that's gone away I, I think that's gone away and I remember doing an article that Southern Lone County passed the bond by itself without mm -hmm. Guthrie proper the the thing that is unique about our school district I, I just I can't find another school district like it we're growing from the outside in yeah. and that growth are people that have families and it's not people that uh, it, it's people that want quality schools people that want quality services it's people that that want to identify with our community and they may not live inside the city limits of Guthrie but they are Blue Jays mm -hmm. and and I think that matters and and I think that's showing and I think that goes beyond the school I think uh, I think that goes to the city of Guthrie and and the things that we're doing with the uh, with the the tax that we passed with the sales tax that we passed for that that provides our community things uh, you know Banner Park what a what a mm -hmm. great place mm -hmm. for our for kids to go and uh, and they do and they do yeah mm -hmm. and the first time that I took uh, that, that I was out there we had a uh, my Collins uh, t-ball uh, team had a had an end-of-season party out there that was really the first time I'd gone out there as as a participant I'd driven by it but I'd never really gone out it's they did a great job with yep. that but those are things that keep people coming to Guthrie, and uh, and things that we've got a we've got a lot of work to do there. Though uh, yeah. there's there's no doubt, but but we can't get it done if we don't start it. And you you talk about the parks and, and the cities doing great things, school things. I, the word I just use a lot because people outside of Guthrie are talking. I just the word momentum mm -hmm. it comes to my mind. The, the city has momentum. The schools have momentum. No doubt. And and thinking about uh, what what do people want for where they live yeah you know they want uh, the, the thing that I love about Guthrie is uh, our what what we really think in relative terms is a traffic jam you know it's other than uh, you know at the school drop-off line and Sonic and pickup yeah <laughs> then we don't we don't have the traffic right uh, it's a it's a great place to raise a family 
and and we're making it better every day. You know, and that's that's been that's been a fun fun ride. Yeah, it has. I feel like almost it feels like every week I meet another young family mm-hmm. that's new. Yeah, and uh, like you said with the teachers, I kind of want to like say, hey. You guys really need to know how far things have come, yeah. especially with the schools yeah. in the last four or five years. Because now, now they're here and they're impressed with certain things. They're like, but that's you should see how much work went into yeah. like, um, you know, it was it really was almost like a to get uh, the last bond passed. It was such like a Rubik's cube mm-hmm. of different pieces and elements that uh, you mentioned something that didn't pass in, in previous uh, bond proposals. Getting all those right pieces together to where it finally passed now you've passed another one um yeah the people who are new i'm like you should see how much work it took to get here and that's uh that's a testament to our team and to the people that the the community members that have bought in to what we're doing and and the key element is with this last bond doing what we said we were going to do on time, and you know, you can say what you want to about Charter Oak. It was on time. Yeah. We started yeah. school, um, and and then proving that there's a need and sharing that need. And you know, we uh, there there were other superintendents that had, that knew about Guthrie's challenges that would ask me, uh, "How'd you get that passed?" I said, "Well, we we gave tours. We brought the community in. We wanted them to see what." what was behind the walls of our buildings mm-hmm. and was pouring out of the yeah walls of there, the there were and and you know that was i i've said before we kind of shamed them into it because i don't think anybody really wants uh their children or the children of the community they live in to to be in situations that we were having to put kids in mm. but if you don't if you drive by that building but you never go in you don't know it's just weird because there's and I don't want to go back to the back to the fell bonds and stuff, but like we need it, Russ. Need it, like simple stuff. Mm-hmm. It never passed, so it's amazing how that has turned around the way it has. Because you look at the last bond issue, uh, it didn't have anything to do with charter. No, nothing was taken mm-hmm. care of. But those children eventually are going to go to guess. Yeah. Eventually going to go to the junior high. Eventually go to the high school. So they see the investment for the mm-hmm. future of that. And you have kids on the west side that hey. We're, get a new school in the future, Central's getting their needs. That's kind of the, the nice thing about neighborhood schools, schools mm-hmm. as well. You can take an invested interest or investment over four or five years at that school. Well, one of the, one of the things that I brought up with the uh, teachers at the convocation too is the identifying with a building and, and having as a parent ownership of that building. And that's so important. Uh, just in the first year of neighborhood schools at Fogarty, they raised enough money for, for the most part, a brand new playground. Mm-hmm. And I can assure you, playgrounds are not cheap. Uh, that ha- the, the challenge before is, take for example Central, because when my daughter went through Central in first grade, okay, you do the, the obligatory cookie fundraisers and you sell the cookie dough, you sell the, the greeting cards, whatever it is you're selling. You do that in the fall and then you get the money in and then you order something with that in the spring and it comes in let's say in april and that 
benefits the kids that are in that building from April until May 20th. Mm -hmm. And then those kids were moving on to another building. Sure. And, you know, it's hard to get, and there, there's always going to be parents that they're, they're that parent. They're the ones that are going to, the go-getters. But if they don't feel like there's a return on their investment of time for their child, are they going to be that engaged? And the answer to that, I think, looking at history, is the answer is no. And so getting them to feel like they have an identity with the building is as important as, as the, the other part of it, which I watched yesterday. And, and this was something that I, as a father, I saw also. Um, kids had anxiety when they changed buildings. And whether, whether they want to admit it or not, when, in case of your oldest, mm -hmm. but kids have anxiety when they change buildings. And if you keep changing buildings, and they don't know the teachers, they don't know the principal, they don't know where the restroom is, or the building's bigger, or whatever. That anxiety, it, it lingers for quite a while until you get comfortable. And the high school does a good job of freshman orientation. Freshmen, mm -hmm. only freshmen, get to yeah. go to the high school. They have the whole high school. You have some upperclassmen that kind of show them around the building. Uh, but it's funny you said because I just realized my first question is for you. Hey, did you find out your class is okay? Well, you weren't tardy or anything right mm -hmm. there. Because uh, both my kids are in new schools this year. And it's like, hey, did you find everything okay? Make sure, you know, we, we thought we did that through the walkthroughs. Make sure, but on game day, you got to make sure sure. everything went well. Sure. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, my, I still remember when my daughter went from Cotterill to, uh, to Central. And, and, you know, she knows all our schools because she's walked through them with me and, you know, on the weekends or whatever. But she still had that anxiety. And that told me as a parent, this is an issue. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that, I don't, I don't want anyone to think that, that uh, all the decisions are made just based on what my kids bring sure, home. Sure. But, but as a parent, I see a lot of that stuff too, mm -hmm. and then we try to take it and, and work with it. That's how centralized enrollment came about. Uh, you know, I went, I purposely went through my first year of my children being in, in the school district. I purposely went through every station, like any other parent, and I went back to the to the admin building and I got our team together. I said, "We got to do something better. <laughs> this doesn't work. Yeah, this we're making this too hard for parents." And and you know we. We worked on it, we refined it, we added to it, and, and now we've got the one-stop shop that, you know, depending on the time of day you go through, you, you're 15 to 30 minutes and you're out of there and it doesn't matter how many kids you got. Yeah, this year for us, I think it was exactly 15 minutes between like walking in the door yeah. and walking out, it was a piece of cake. Did you yeah. come with your paper signed already, filled yeah. out? Yes. That's a big, that, that helps out oh, yeah. a bunch. Did yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> no, my mother-in-law took care of some stuff. Oh, I, think I, I think I might have deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my life has been crazy the last two weeks, so I don't even know what today yeah. is. Tuesday? Tuesday? No, Today's Wednesday. 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 Yeah. See, yeah. I'm uh -huh. you you always tell me you tape this. On we always do this. Uh, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, all the different buildings that the school district has now, uh, going back to the, kind of the unique nature of Guthrie Public Schools, mm -hmm. you've got now you've got uh, you know brand new buildings. Mm -hmm. You've got fantastic historic buildings that are just part of the fabric of Guthrie. You got the in-between buildings that are yeah. that are old but not historic. 
Uh, and that goes into like when you do pass a bond proposal, you get to look at like, what needs to happen to all of those different types of things. It, uh, these uh, these legacy buildings plus the brand new in the, the buildings are kind of in between. So how did that uh, go into this new bond proposal that got passed? It's a great question. Hey, uh, thanks. I'm 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 kind of impressed. He's got a he may have some future in journalism. First time this month. Okay. Chris to hire me, but no. Can't afford him. Yeah. Here's, here's the process we used, and we use this, we've used this twice now. Um, we, we developed a long-range planning committee back in 2013, I believe, and we got about 15 community members in, and we walked through every inch of every school, and really of every building. We even went out to maintenance and all that. We took about seven, eight months on this. And they, they looked at everything. And we had the, the principal would take them through and show them the challenges. And you do that, you do that at night. Because here's what I've learned. If you walk in a building, it doesn't matter what building you're in. If, if students are in there, if kids are in there, they don't see the problems with the building, they see the kids' faces. And that's just human nature. And so we did this at night and let them show, let the principal show all the challenges. Um, I, I can still see the, when we walked through Cotterill and the quad and with Scott Graham talking about all the, all the challenges that that produces and, and, uh, and the ADA issues and, and then going to the library at Fogarty and talking about ADA issues there and things like that. The gym and on the third floor at Cardinal just blows yeah, my mind. Yeah, <laughs> a gym on the third floor. Uh, and and so when you when you do all of that and you let the community see that and those those people, then you get them in a room when you're done and you start trying to prioritize this stuff, and and that's when they realize this is the hard work because we need, you know, yeah. we need a hundred million dollars like right now. Yeah. And we're not going to get it. Sure. And so, what's most important to you? And uh, and to watch them kind of go through that exercise, and and that first time is when we were also having the debate about staying grade centers and going to neighborhood schools, and uh, and and so we couldn't go, uh, we couldn't stay with grade centers, and have a building where we needed it to be at Charter Oak. Plus the fact that we spend more in transportation than any peer district by far. And so transporting fewer kids and really seeing the ride times those kids were experiencing on the buses, and you weigh in all those factors. And then, then you, you bring in the, the director of facilities and he can talk about all the challenges that we have with chillers and roofs and all that stuff. And so then then we put all that on on a big board and then let them start prioritizing it what that does because it's it's real easy to just say let's get a few staff members together and say what needs to go on that bond election but when you do this with the community what you generate are supporters and believers in the priorities from people other than someone that works at the school sure and, and so that process, and I, I participated in that process, and this is the uh, third district that I participated in that uh, process, and, and it's, it's successful. 
uh, let's be honest, there's some, there were some challenges in Guthrie that some people don't. Uh, don't like change. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, the thing I say about Guthrie is it's the most giving community I've ever been, but people don't like to be told that they've got to pay something such as taxes. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, but, you know, if, if, they, if you demonstrate the need and you, you prove it to them, um, you know, the community's shown, shown their, their faith in us. It's kind of like a MAPS project. I mean, they keep, keep going, yeah. keep going, yeah. keep getting better and mm -hmm. getting every penny out of it. Yeah. I remember when uh, there was a, uh, a chamber coffee meeting at Cotterill, and everybody was, everyone was kind of packed in there to the cafeteria. Just the fact that people were in there, all these local, you know, business folks, people just from the community, there for that regular Wednesday chamber meeting, and you could hear the kids you know, running uh, over top, like the gym is right above you in the cafeteria, mm -hmm. and people were like, oh, wow, we're, this is the cafeteria, the gym is above us. Yeah, this is complicated. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's fun to watch how that light bulb comes on for people when they actually, you know, visit the school and see how things, see what the challenges are. Mm -hmm. We had about, I think, 50 people in that uh, room that day. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, they were packed in there like sardines, and I, that's when I remind them that uh, we'll feed about uh, 300, 350 kids a day through here, uh, and uh, in many cases, two meals a day, because they'll have breakfast and they'll also have lunch. So, yeah. so speaking of Cotterill, what's going to happen with Cotterill? Well, we've got to, first of all, we, it's going to be a little while on that because of the sequencing of everything. We have to pay off, the bond funds have to pay off the debt that we have with Charter Oak first because we can only be indebted up to 10% of our net assessed valuation, all the value of the land within uh, the Guthrie School District. Now that, uh, that amount uh, grew by, I got the numbers yesterday, about 4.3%. We're growing on that valuation much faster than, than the rest of the state which that's good for us, but it's probably gonna be four years before we will be able to start construction there. The plan uh, is to build where the, uh, where the playground and the parking lot are. Uh, in, the, in the meantime, we will remove the portable buildings that are, that are around that, that facility. And we, we, we moved some district boundary lines intentionally this year to try and take some of the kids out of Cotterill and push push them towards Central so that we can not have to utilize those portable buildings because we're gonna need that room around that building to park cars and have, have movement uh, while construction is going on and then build the build the school where where the playground and parking lot were, demolish the, the current Cotterill and then build a, a have a playground space and also uh, parking. Where, uh, where the current Cotterill sits. And um, it will be, it'll be a challenge logistically, but it, it can be done. I mentioned earlier the momentum, a lot of momentum on the west side, mm -hmm. in the you know, banner, the new bridge, uh, the retirement center there, mm -hmm. the hospital's obviously yeah. out there, new school's coming soon, so a lot of good stuff on the west side. Yeah. yeah. It's wild to think about how much the district has to think about um, the vision has to be this long-range vision as well as you know while you're finishing up a previous bond looking at the, the projects for the new bond and then the uh, uh, the school district just purchased some land 
We did. By I thirty five. Can you talk about that a little bit? You bet. Ain't that crazy how you can how you can start building for the future? I mean, you always are, but now like outside of five years. Mm -hmm. Well, it's always dangerous to be reactive, mm -hmm. and and sometimes uh, decisions can be made hastily or have to be made hastily, and then when an opportunity presents itself to be proactive, just the, the chance to do that is something that I, I think, you know, it, it, would be, uh, it would be a shame not to do that. Uh, there was a public auction uh, recently where 38.4 acres of land we were the successful bidder on. There was another tract of land that's between uh, Tractor Supply and uh, the La Quinta. There, is it sleep in? Uh, I sleep. think it's La Quinta. La Quinta, okay. And the tract of land in there that, that has I-35 frontage that we didn't have an interest in is about, is just a little, little under 10 acres, really not big enough for a school. But looking at that land that we purchased, um, about two-thirds of it, well, about a third of it is in floodplain, and that's the frontage along Highway 33. The, the traffic counts, uh, I don't believe the traffic counts are are such that commercial investors wanted that land because it's going to be very expensive to, to develop commercially because and, of the floodplain. And it had been vacant for yeah, several it's, years. Uh, it, it's, it had, the land had gone through, it was all part of the original development of, of where Pizza Hut and all that stuff along I-35 was. Uh, there was a bankruptcy in t 2012 and the, the bank was the receiver of it and so they put it up for auction. I looked at the land uh, on a lot of aerials and things like that. One of the things that intrigued me about the land is there's a, there's a railroad right-of-way from that land all the way to the corner of um, College and Pine. Huh. So we have access, we, we own, if assuming that we close successfully and everything, we will own uh, an access point on the other, on the uh, west side of our land. And so that really intrigued me with uh, the purchase of that land and, and then uh, the idea that at some point we will have to look at uh, building a new school, uh, whether or we'll, we'll have to have the discussion about whether we want to renovate Fogarty. Mm -hmm. uh, and Fogarty, uh, I kind of alluded to that earlier, but it's got a lot of challenges. ADA. Uh, ADA, but also just movement around that building, located on a on a uh, U.S. highway, and uh, neighborhoods backing up to it, and so there's there there are some challenges there that are hard to to change with that site. And uh, it's landlocked. It, it is, <laughs> and uh, and the the building the building is a neat building, but it. Uh, um, just from an ADA standpoint, it, it's going to be very uh, challenging to bring that up to code. And, and not just bring it up to code, but to think about also, if you have a, a child with special needs that goes to Fogarty, the challenges that child faces every day mm -hmm. just to be, just to feel normal. Yep. And, and so all of that going in to say the, the land that we purchased, um, we were uh, we weren't weren't really sure what the interest would be, but we feel like we got a, a very good price for that land. 
a really good price. And, <laughs> and I think, um, and we had, uh, we used building funds to do it, similar to how we purchased land for Charter Oak. And so that will, uh, that will take some time to build that money back in our building fund. But the, here's the test I always use when I'm talking to the board or I'm talking to our, our staff. We're sitting around a table trying to come up with a, a decision. I, I always ask the question, in 20 years, will the same people sitting around this building say, what were they thinking? Or will they say, I sure am glad they did it like this. And if, you know, that's, that's a question that I always ask. And I run that through my head, but, I, but I'll, in fact, my, the, if we have any staff members watching from the admin building, they're probably rolling their eyes right now because they hear that from me so much. But that's, that's really, because I've sat around that table, not just in this district, but in other districts, and thought, what were they thinking? Did they have a reason for this? You know, or, you know, man, this, this was done right. I'm glad they did it like this so that we can do something else that's great with a whole lot less effort. Mm -hmm. and, and so thinking about down the road uh, is, uh, is something that I think is real important for, for any of us. And again, this is not a Guthrie thing. I keep going back to that. <laughs> Evan Public Schools passes $90 million every every two weeks for theirs, and they bought 80 acres a couple years ago in anticipation of a school building, of a high school, a fourth high school, going on that 80, I think they got 80 acres, whatever it was, of that. So, I mean, that's just... Well, uh, true story. Uh, in fact, he, he won't watch this, so it probably doesn't hurt anything, but Brett Town, superintendent from Evan, he and I are, are good friends. He sent me a text when he heard about what we paid for the land. And Wanted to know if I'd come down and start negotiating for, for Edmond Public Schools on the land about, purchase. I was, to, I was going to say earlier, if you got to put you in my back pocket and go negotiate yeah. some stuff. Cause, uh, and I, I had to tell him, I, you know, I had to take away the luster of, of my accomplishment because uh, it was an auction, so it wasn't yeah. like there was a negotiation table. Right. I'm just sitting there holding a number, being real nervous about it. Yeah, when it comes to anything that uh, people want to see happen in their community, whether it's like economic development mm -hmm. or tourism or whatever it is, uh, almost everything kind of hinges on the school district mm -hmm. and the fact that Guthrie School District has come so far in the last four or five years and it has that, that long-range vision now. People are going to start to see how that affects everything. You know, the young families moving to Guthrie, um, you know, in the next 10 years, uh, the, the new, you know, businesses and different amenities that happen are going to happen uh, well for a lot of different reasons but the school system is going to be a big deal making that happen no one wants to put their children in a school district that they don't have confidence in mm. i mean that's just that's just mm -hmm. facts and myself included yeah and uh you know if the community supports that school district it's visible it's not just visible uh the, it's visible on the front porch of the school, too. Uh, we have amazing teachers. I'd stack our teachers up against anyone. Uh, but when, when our front porch looks like it needs work, you know, if you if you drive if you've got a front porch that's got an old couch and a refrigerator on on the front porch and and the stuffing's coming out of the couch, people assume that what's inside there is the same 
Okay, I get rid of the couch off my I, porch. You know, I was, I was saying that. I was thinking, oh, this is just oh, what I'm talking man. to. Uh, well, okay. We'll go ahead keep, and go with it. And, keep going. You know, I can't, I can't stop once I once I came out of my mouth. Let me retract real quick. We talked about students going to new schools change. Yeah. Once they get in there, they, they trust it. They, they yeah. become, mm. It's like the community. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like change. Yeah. But once you get into it, you start getting a little bit more trust and trust, and it works. Yeah. And that we forget about the couch now. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's kind of like the, the pizza pocket that he was talking about. Right? Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, my son had the distinction yesterday of being the first uh, the first child at the junior high to have his phone confiscated for the year. So okay. I'm glad that the Fortney family could really test really? those regulations really? and, uh, and the, uh, the procedures you have in place. So, well, yeah. rest assured, Eli, that I do that. I don't hear about that. Cool. So, I'll let know. Uh, <laughs> but I I noticed. So did he ride a bike today? Because I know you guys were walking yesterday. Oh, I, right now he wants to do the walking thing as opposed okay. to riding the bikes. Okay. So, yeah. I think he just uh, he enjoys that a little bit more and doesn't have to worry right. about it. Plus, after school, they go over to, for right now, cross country goes over to the high school. Oh, so he'd have yeah. to like, come back and get his yeah. bike there. So just yeah. logistics. Mm -hmm. yeah. So are you going to protest the cell phone or how, how's this? And Steph going to come down and. <laughs> we're, we're figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dream team. Yeah. yeah. When you get your phone confiscated, the parent has to come get it. Mm -hmm. And so he had that, uh, had to like, say, hey, I have to come get your phone. And he knew Rainwater is the principal over there, so it's oh, not yes. like Rainwater went away. <laughs> Rainwater's still there. <laughs> exactly. His, his issue was he had forgotten to leave it in the in the locker. He had it in his bag, so he just hadn't kind of made that shift into mm -hmm. like making sure that his phone's in his locker every day. You just gave your whole case away to the to the uh, defense team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Every year. I've been, been, I've been in court way too much. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. It's an adjust. It's a, going from summertime to school, yeah, yeah. all kinds of little logistics you have to yeah. adjust to. Um, this Friday, first football game, right? Scrimmage. No, we, no? we got scrimmage? a scrimmage. Okay. We got a scrimmage over at Langston with okay. Tulsa Kelly, and then next Friday we play the Enid Plainsman. Oh, right on. Right out here. Right over there. Right out here. Yeah. You can cut right a little window us. out and get a good seat. Yeah. <laughs> and like one of the really like, and I'm not even a huge. I, I'm married into football. Uh huh. Like I'm from Kentucky, so yeah, it's all about you, basketball. You just, so I've learned to appreciate football. Yeah, they've had one good team in, what, the last 50 years? Since that couch left, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> couch. <laughs> uh, so one of the coolest places to watch a high school football yeah. game in Oklahoma or anywhere, really. It's, um, you know, as a high school student, I came over here because growing up in Stillwater, we played the Blue Jays and came but to see the stadium now, because it is so nice. Uh, mm -hmm. They did a great job when they redid it. And then to the tradition that comes with it and, and the tradition of the stadium, but also the tradition of the quality that's on the field. It, it's really a, a, it's a cool thing. And you know, you when you're at a place that, and we had great tradition at Stillwater, still do, but, but when you're at a place that struggles in football, uh, I coached in Blackwell for four years. They've struggled mightily. Uh, I, I was an assistant superintendent in Ponca City for four years, and they struggled while I was there and have since mightily. Uh, there's just a different mindset and, and, and a different uh, uh, togetherness with the community when, when, you, have a, when you have good, uh, extracurriculars and it's it's not just football i mean i you know 
the, I'm so proud of our, our band and vocal. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, all of our athletics, you know, we, we had quite a year last year, too. It was a great fall season. Uh, yeah. And uh, so... At, at meet, the, uh, meet the Blue Jays, which was last yeah. Saturday, uh, it was really cool to see that entire side mm-hmm. of the stadium, you know, pretty full, just yeah. kind of like, you know, cheering on all the, the fall sports teams. I mean, we were we were sitting right behind the band, and you know, it's uh, kind of like watching how like how much the band just enjoys mm-hmm. being part of band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole family atmosphere of all those teams yeah. and activities, it's really pretty cool. I, I know that the high school cross country uh, uh, team has that the, the T-shirt that says "Family" on the mm-hmm. front of it this year, mm-hmm. and just seeing how that atmosphere is kind of pervasive across the board, it's really cool to watch. Yeah. One of the things that. I like about the size of school district that we have and the size of high school is it's it's big enough to offer some really cool things but it's still small enough that it can be a family yep. type atmosphere you know you go to a place uh, the this is the, the example I give all the time uh, a place like let's say Broken Arrow uh, where it's a, one of those mega high schools uh, Mustang Yukon Think about, would you want your child at graduation night to not know the people on either side of them? That would be so mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. So weird. I mean, you know, I went through that in college, but but in high school, would you really want that for your child? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, th- I don't think that I would. Right. And, and that's one of, the, one of the cool things about the, being the size of school that we are. Yeah, big enough to have a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. But small enough to where you just you know people. Yeah. yeah. And the other cool thing is kind of like Joseph said, but it's kind of like everything else. I have a lot of media friends that love coming. To, no, there's not a jumbotron. No, there's not high stands. No, there's not a million dollar press box out there. But it's the the uniqueness of it. And it just shows you don't have to have all the fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. You can have a Charter Oak is is a nice building. There's still room to add on to it if you ever want to. It's nice. It's not. There's not water fountains no. with over rocks. You know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, sure. But you know, it's you don't have to have all the glamour to have good stuff. Yeah, it's okay to have good stuff. Of course, of yes. course. But the, just the vibe of yes. watching a game at Jelzma, yeah. Uh, yeah, is it's super unique. I love it. And what's cool is that a lot of people in the state know about it. Mm-hmm. They yeah. know it is. Yeah, that's that's that's. I, you hang your hat mm-hmm. and proud. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So scrimmage Friday, first game next Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few things, a few other things going on this weekend. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy opens at the Pollard Theater wow. Friday night. Yes. So I heard it's a short run too. I need to look at the dates. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, the, the Pollard is a. If, if people haven't been to the Pollard for a play, I I would encourage you to go. I mean, we love it. We we go. We don't hit everyone because the schedule doesn't allow it sometimes. But we go as many times as we can. Mm-hmm. It's great. Great entertainment. Yeah, you, no, no, another thing I always see you guys at your family is Redbrick Nights. Oh yeah, you, you're all in on Redbrick Nights. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that's a, you know a cool thing about Guthrie is, and my wife and I talk about it all the time. One, where else can you? Are there so many things to do that are free or don't really cost much? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that are family oriented. Yeah, right? you know, and Oklahoma City has a lot of cool stuff, and you know, you can go down to Bricktown and 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 drop 150 bucks real quick, real quick. and that's with just you and your wife. And 
and you School's hadn't even, out. Yeah, not, not yet. And, and you hadn't even, you know, you, you drop 150 bucks and, and you didn't even bring your kids. Yeah. And, and then you got to go home and pay the babysitter or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's so many things within a concentrated area, too. Mm -hmm. like, things in Oklahoma City or whatever else, you might have to get in the car and drive mm -hmm. 30 minutes to get to something. Whereas if, you know, I'm super lucky. I, I can just walk to Red Brick Knights or to the football game or... Or, or the, the junior high. Or the junior high, the absolutely. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, so Friday night is when uh, the Pollard show opens. Okay. Um, and uh, if you... Ha like, most people think about the movie, Driving Miss Daisy, but it was a Pulitzer Prize winning play. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that I've heard from some of the folks who are casting crew for that show. They're they're super proud of what that show is going to be. So uh, thepollard.org or 282-2800 for tickets. That show is at uh, 8 o'clock starting uh, Friday night. Um, Byron Berline has a, a show this Saturday. It is Never heard place, of him. Right? Total stranger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> new kid on the block. <laughs> um, yeah, Saturday night. Uh, 7.30 is when the show starts. The doors open at 7. You can get tickets at the door. Uh, 15 bucks for that show there. Sunday night, if you just if you want some more bluegrass in your life, uh, Kyle Dillingham and Horseshoe Road. Did I get that right? Horseshoe Road. Yep. Yeah. They're going to be at the, uh, the Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. uh, they're on Noble. That's a 7 o'clock show. Uh, Heard him the last time he played at the Methodist Church. Really amazing. It is just a lot of fun. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was great. He was just on, uh, just played at the, the Ryman mm -hmm. in Nashville. There, mm -hmm. the trucks are fantastic. Is that the thing? Oh my gosh! It's like overachievers a, uh, today. Yeah. Yeah. This is that's the um, one of the beautiful things about being here on uh, yeah. on Division now at the tourism office is that uh, you get to see everybody. Everybody. I keep expecting to see the traffic control. <laughs> that's, that's Aaron here in a minute. <laughs> but Dillingham played there at the um, at the Grand Ole Opry yeah, a couple yep. weeks ago, so he's going to be here in, in Guthrie Sunday night. You can get tickets online. Uh, there's a, if you just Google Kyle and Eventbrite, you can find that. Um, or you can get tickets at the door. Um, one other school thing, uh, there's a, like State Farm has a, a, a a grant opportunity mm -hmm. you can go if you google like state farm and central elementary school probably help, you help can central win help central win dot, dot org dot org yeah that's what was doing that as we were uh yeah, as we i noticed were that yeah. Yeah, so that's the easiest way to vote for it help central win dot org uh -huh, and you can yeah. vote 10 votes for every email address you have yeah. you can make up so many email addresses well, not to be encouraged that but they yeah. they will they will verify <laughs> yes. that so that oh, yes. make sure you yes. do have the email address. I was totally joking. You can yeah. you can <laughs> get a, you can make new email addresses <laughs> and use them. Well, we started yelling at stuff. And we proved we won, and we proved we won before because yeah. we yes. won that with Charter yeah. Up before. Yeah, so that would be like some new. We're in the uh, top three right now. Twenty five thousand so. for playground equipment for Central. Oh heck yeah! yeah. And Central's another like like amazing like historic building mm -hmm. there on on Noble. We walk past Central every day going to the junior high. Yeah. So, you got yeah. some uh, updates to the lawn out there, too? I love it. Yeah. It looks great. Oh, yeah. We can just keep the sand now. That's always a... Well, the, we've taken the sand out of oh, the okay. playground. Okay. Have you not been... Oh, you don't have a kid I there I don't have anymore. a kid there okay. anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've graduated, Do you, do you need guess. a tour 
I, I would need a okay. turret because I, I I can probably arrange that. I shuffled a lot of sand out last year. Yeah, I, with I, your I, wife. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I was there for a little bit. Of yeah, it. you were there for a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we took that sand out and put wood chips in. So very. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. The whole transition from the age of sand at playgrounds to other things. Like every parent in the world, just like thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Shoes full of sand. Yes, I uh, hear about that when I go home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the squishy stuff. Heard a lot about that. Yeah. So all yeah. that stuff's building up to uh, bluegrass too, coming yeah. up in October. Just a little over a month away. First yeah. weekend of October, uh, down in Cottonwood Flats. Three days yeah. of uh, bluegrass music for the Oklahoma International Bluegrass Festival. Go to their website and get yourself a three-day ticket. Mm -hmm. I'm excited yeah. about it because I'm thinking it's not going to be 98, 99, or 100 degrees. Last yeah. year, I think we we got cold down there yeah. last year. Yeah, there's always like this like. Um, like there's always one night at bluegrass where like it's cold mm -hmm. maybe it rains another day where maybe like, it rains it always it rains, rains. Yeah. <laughs> it always <laughs> rains not to scare people away maybe it rains yeah and like one day you're like Except oh, for this man. year of course yeah. Yeah. You, you pull your shorts out and your yeah. t-shirt but yeah it's always a good time hey there everybody yeah. this is right. a very active place <laughs> right. mike thanks for being here yeah. thanks for having me yeah appreciate it your uh, ride's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my car they just hit. No. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right, so we'll see you next week on Hit the Bricks. Coming home, coming home.